Episode 6 of the Smashcast, a podcast about NBC Smash. I'm Dan. I'm Clara. And I'm Taylor. And today we're talking about episode 7 and 8 of Smash, entitled... The Workshop and the Coup. Alright, so we're finally going to be catching up with the actual episodes, so that's pretty cool. Yay! Yeah, um, so we got two episodes to get through today. We don't get any news, so I guess we're getting right into episode 1, The Workshop. What do you guys think? I thought it was um, probably one of the best episodes so far. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, how would you guys grade it? Um, a minus A. Okay. Definitely A minus A. Not quite the A plus that the pilot was, but. Um, I agree. I I gave it an A minus. Um, I think. I mean, I don't even know really why I gave it an A minus and not an A, just because I feel like giving it an A minus means that there's room for things to be better than this. I guess. I mean, like, there's not no issues that I really have with this episode. I guess. Um. I I didn't like that they made Ivy's mom a Broadway star. Mm-hmm. I thought they that was sort of unnecessary. Yeah. Um, I liked that we got some background on Ivy though. I just yeah. it was a little bit like well <coughs> expected. Um, like them trying to throw us for a loop, but it also being kind of obvious or at least like not that surprising yeah it wasn't yeah. surprising it's just sort of like oh they they decided to do this uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i i think my issue with this with i guess yeah i do have an issue with the storyline and it's the ending of the storyline um and that it it's it, it, it reminded me sort of how they had um like karen's parents be like sort of like they have issues with her life and then the suddenly they're like so supportive and perfect parents. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like why can't Ivy's mom just be a not good mom? Why does she have to be like? I mean, she's still not a good mom at the end of the episode, but like, why do I have to sympathize with her? Well, like, well, because you you should probably have sympathy for most of the characters except for Ellis. But I feel like I should have sympathy for Ivy. But why do I have to have sympathy for Ivy's mom? Because I don't know. I I agree. I think that like they tried to do a lot in one episode yeah. because it's Bernadette Peters. <laughs> like and that's the only explanation I could get for them basically introducing their entire relationship and then resolving some of their problems. Yeah. 42 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think I I vaguely remember uh, Marissa when I was tweeting about that that she has said a very similar thing that she's like of course she has to be nice it's Bernadette Peters they would never have made her not nice. Yeah. Do you want to just maybe start out with that by talking about what? How do you think Burnett Peters did overall? Oh, very well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just like kind of wish. I mean, I don't have the whole like theater worship of her, so I don't have much going into it. Like invested in her performance. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of unnecessary. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Do you guys know what she, why she's famous? I know she's like a huge, major, important person, but I, I don't actually know why. I am sorry to say that I also don't know why, but 
people are gonna hate us. <laughs> I know, guys. We're so sorry. <laughs> totally, just don't. Um, yeah. she wait, Dan. Maybe you can edit this all out, and I can. <laughs> all right. Well, she is regarded by many as the foremost interpreter of the works of Stephen Soundheim, and is particularly noted for her roles on the Broadway stage, including Mac and Mabel, Sunday in the Park with George, Song and Dance, Into the Woods, and Annie Get Your Gun. All great things. Well, now I know. Now I know. <laughs> um, she was born Bernadette Lazara to an Italian American friend <laughs> in Queens. Wow, you know so and she's much. The about youngest it. of three children. <laughs> I think that says it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I threw in here on on our outline my tweets that I did while we were watching while I was watching the episode. I don't know if you actually want me to read some of these out or they're actually just like leave them as notes of things I want to mention. What do you think? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was also <coughs> the beginning oh. cough. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I, I probably won't read them out outright, but I mean, they are kind of good like places to start with things. Um, and one of the things I talked about was I, I liked that they had that little medley of songs with the montage of songs, but I, I do wish, and I said this I think before, that I wish there was more of the dialogue that we got to see more of the actual story and how the songs connected to each but other. You know, there's not that much dialogue because Julia was too busy. <laughs> Michael. Yeah, it's actually in keeping with um, with what we've learned so far about Marilyn the Musical that there's just not that much dialogue yet because Julia's cheating on her sister. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's not that coherent as mm-hmm. we find out. Yeah. Other people think too. Um, and then I one of the other things I mentioned that I was glad I I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly how this came up. Um, I I remember at the end of the episode, Derek says something about how. Um, Marilyn isn't all just like fluffy and you know happy and whatever. I think that's at the end of the eighth episode. He says something about it in the seventh episode too. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's actually Ivy who says it. Oh, maybe it is Ivy. It's Ivy who says it. That right, she's you're like right. a drug addict and all these other things. Then yes. Derek says it in the eighth episode. You're right. Yeah, and I was just <laughs> glad someone finally brought that up that they that she isn't just like a saint like they say in the pilot episode. But she's also not Karen singing "Touch Me" with. Yeah. Uh, was that like Owl City or something? I don't even know. Like that One was. Republic. <laughs> We're all the same band. So. <laughs> Sorry if you're an Owl City slash One Republic fan, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Also, excuse me while I get a cough drop. <laughs> um, and then, so, what else did I want to talk about? Um, and then I, I also felt, and this is something that we get sort of resolved in the next episode, is I, I had an issue with how harsh tom was on derek in this episode because uh, so how did you guys feel about the fact that that derek did take ivy aside and tell her to get her head in the game midway through the performance do you think that he was being like bad to do that no i don't think he was being bad to do it i also feel like maybe that wasn't the best idea yeah i mean like if she wasn't doing poorly because of her self-esteem problems then yeah it was probably a good idea but considering the fact that she was doing poorly because of her self-esteem Telling her that she's doing poorly <laughs> the right thing. I generally think that, um, wait, wait, that was Derek, right, who pulled her aside? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that um, with Derek, I don't necessarily doubt his motivations. I think he does a lot of things that are seen as, like, mean-spirited that he actually does out of, like, some sort of good intention. So yeah. I think that he did it because he thought it was a good move to make. I just don't just, like, agree with it. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I mean, Tom, Tom... In this episode, that seems ridiculous because I really did. It really did seem like Derek was doing what he thought was best, and he was just like attacking him for it. But well. 
Derek is Mr. Darcy. <laughs> yeah, he really is. I love Derek. I wrote that like five times in my notes. It's Derek, just, is, Derek's really great, especially in the workshop. I love Derek. Yeah. Um, do you want to? What did you guys think of of the Michael Julia stuff in this episode? Disgusting. <laughs> also, the thing where where um, <coughs> Derek has Julia read for. Marilyn. Yes. When the running lines felt like the most contrived piece of nonsense. <laughs> and then the fact that no one realized that yeah. they knew each other is the, again, it's just like that doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> yeah, was. they were like, oh, you changed the line. Oh, but I like it more. No, he didn't change the line. He started talking to Julia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty silly. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I, I do have to say, and maybe you will disagree with me here, that this episode overall made me like Julia a lot more than I did before this episode. Sure, but that's not saying much. Yeah. Um, it, but it, it made me hate Michael, like, a lot. Yeah. I think Julia isn't necessarily my favorite character, but I do think she's one of the more interesting ones. Like, I've stopped <laughs> hating it when she's on screen. Yeah. Um, so that's something. <laughs> that's something. <laughs> Um, and we get more of Leo smoking pot, which is <laughs> Leo. I, I think I actually cried at the end of the workshop, which doesn't say much because I, I guess I'm an easy crier when it comes to TV. Um, but I like their relationship. Well, I mean, I have to, I do, I, I don't blame you at all for crying. Cause I actually think he did a, I'm really surprised at how good of a job that final scene was. I thought that he actually did a great job there. I, but I hate Leo because every other scene that I see him and I think he does terrible. So I'm I don't... pretty sure, actually, yeah, he's just high all the time. <laughs> and I think they, I actually think that I know many teenage boys who behave a exactly lot like that. Like, like it's yeah. not like he's, he's not full of emotion. He's just like, yeah. I'm gonna eat dinner. He's actually a really great actor because he's, he's brought something to life that exists in, in yeah in the world. Yeah, I mean, I know I was talking to Marissa about Leo on Twitter, and she actually likes him because he does seem like a real person. I I just I just want to kill him. I just hate him so much. <laughs> like, I don't. I I mean, maybe that's just me, but. Uh no, I don't hate him. I hate. Ellis. Yeah. I don't like oh, Karen and Alice because they don't seem like real people to me. I don't see them existing in real life. Yeah, same. Yeah. Oh god, I hate Karen. Actually, I hate Karen more than I hate Ellis at this point. That's crazy. I don't understand that at all. I okay, you know why? In the first song in the workshop, I don't remember what she's singing. What is she singing when she's Karen? making that tape? Oh yeah. oh I haven't written down the songs. Where is it? I'm not... Um it's... She's singing, and she's doing such stupid things with her arm. It's called Brighter Than the Sun. <laughs> Brighter Than the Sun. Okay, well. She's doing such weird things with her arms. Yeah. She's sort of gyrating in a weird <laughs> way. Yeah. And she just has this smug expression. <laughs> and then the guy goes like, oh, that was great. She goes, thank you. And, <laughs> and I just hate it because we're trying to do this whole thing. It's like we were sort of saying last time. like. Yeah. You can't say that she has no sex appeal and she's really modest and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then have her just sort of like be like, yes, thank you. I am great. Like, yeah. And, and the yeah. moments that we get of her being kind are kind of her being flat. Yeah. Like she, she 
sort of it's stupid. Her range is like flat and vaguely sympathetic all the way to like you're smarmy and I don't understand why you're so socially inept. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the, another thing that I have an issue with, one thing I really have an issue with Karen is I feel like I, I, can we all agree that Dev and Karen were really great at the beginning of the series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's really devolved into Karen comes, she complains to him about work, he complains to her about work, they go, oh well, and then they leave each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, they literally never talk about anything other than work and just complain about things we've just seen on screen already. Like. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, do we want to get into Marissa's email? Because we'll bring up some other points about the episode. Sure. All right. Um, I'll read the first paragraph and then we can switch around. Uh, she goes, Dear the Smash cast, hello. I was just so excited about the most recent episode of Smash that I started writing this a few hours after the show. Overall, I gave it an A-. It was very enjoyable, and yeah, I liked it. I'll just go through some of the characters and songs. Somebody. Ivy and Bernadette Peters. First things first, I was so excited that Bernadette was going to be in the show. I absolutely love her. Okay, so Marissa, you can email us and tell us why. So anyway, because we're all... <laughs> silly and not exposed to her brilliance okay so this was a better broadway guest star than lee's patty lapone cameo gag me with a spoon okay so i was live tweeting smash and at first i didn't know that bernadette was ivy's mom i just thought she was bernadette peters i really liked how ivy and her mother's relationship was so tense until ivy can't stand it anymore and she snaps at her i've known people through my theater experiences who feel overshadowed by their parents some who have actually been on broadway only minor roles, and I've met some adults who shield their kids from the theater world so they don't get overpowered by their kids. I didn't like the easy resolution in the end of the episode. I would have preferred if Ivy had gone on in life not having her mother's respect. <laughs> That's mean. But <laughs> but no, no, no. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Um, Derek, I just wanted to say I loved him in this episode. I thought he was really funny and told Ivy what she needed to hear. His best line, in my opinion, was after Julia ran out crying, and he said, what did I say? That was the least <laughs> offensive thing I've said all day. It sounds better with his British accent. So agreed. I loved it. Yeah, him. he yeah. was great. And that was that was one of the great lines that I really and enjoyed. And also, he realizes he's offensive. That's the great thing. is that he, And I don't think he's even trying to be. Yeah. And he just realizes that what he says is offensive, and he's like, well, whatever. Well, he's Simon <laughs> Cowell of this show. Like, yeah. Yes. They, I mean, they basically brought this character, Simon Cowell. Yeah. Saying um. <laughs> um, Julia, Michael, and Leo. I actually liked Julia and Michael's relationship, but I uh, obviously wasn't healthy. Once they did it after last episode, their chemistry was so cute, and their fight was so intense, and I loved how Derek used their fight as lines for the show. Pot? Will Leo ever learn? I guess Dylan <laughs> was right when it comes to the way he talks due to his pot abuse. <laughs> And this is going to sound mean, but uh, mean of me, but I really liked the way he cried in the end. Um, at first, I'm like, "Eek, this is going to be so painful to watch." But once Julia took him in her arms and she cried, I, uh, and he cried even harder, my heart just went out to him. Um, but his crying started to a bit abrupt. <laughs> yeah, Karen, I didn't really care too much for her storyline, and I didn't like her in the recording. <laughs> Marissa, period. I, I just agree with everything. <laughs> Everything, just know that. Okay. Now, with the songs I loved, uh, I, I loved all of the Marilyn ones, but not exactly any of the covers. Michael's song was the best in my opinion. I loved it. Agreed. <laughs> they should not do covers ever again. Yeah. yeah. They Every time they try to do something other than, like, show, like, show tune type stuff, it goes 
so annoyingly. It's like they're throwing a bone to like the kitties. <laughs> like I, mean, I feel pandered to. It feels like glee when they do that, mm. but then it doesn't. I don't know. And it's because you know that also vocally and musically, the singers are capable of a lot more. Like <clears throat> it's just not. They aren't doing interesting music. Either. Did you? Do you guys have an issue with beautiful in the first episode? No. No, that was much better because that was like a good song. Yeah, it's that's an audition cool. song. Like I don't know, I feel like she it it worked in the episode because it wasn't just I'm in a recording studio now. Yeah, I I think my, I think I, I I agree with you, but disagree with you in a way that I I think that they just need to start doing better pop cover. <laughs> like, okay, well if they do that, then that could be better. Yeah, but... <laughs> they're never gonna stop because that is something that they can mar- market a lot more easily. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. All right, and then Marissa goes on to go, oh, and I had a question about later seasons. You guys said that uh, each season will be a different musical for the characters to be in. Well, first of all, by then, I think Ivy and Karen will have gone their separate ways and moved on to other projects. But in the beginning of this season, Eileen's ex-husband wanted to do a revival of My Fair Lady. Do you think that on Smack they do originals like Mar- only do originals like Marilyn, um, but will they maybe do some pre-existing musicals as well? I wouldn't necessarily want them to do My Fair Lady, but whatever. That would be awesome. Yeah, and I know that we're probably going to see some of Heaven on Earth yeah. next week. Um, so things like that. I I don't know how the show will go though. I'm not very tuned into that. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. I don't. I think it will always be originals. I think probably it'll always focus on originals, but we'll see. Like the main show will be like yeah. Tom and Julia creating yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, that means it will always. I it will be weird though. I, I'm kind of confused as to how Karen and Ivy can, unless they're doing maybe maybe like one of them will still be in the Marilyn musical while they're making the new musical or. Uh, um. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I did want to talk about um Michael a little bit more because I don't know. I mean, I haven't been very tuned into whether it's been like announced with his actor is gone or what, but. Is he, are we assuming that he's actually going? Uh, Is this legit or is this just like... I don't think it's the last we're going to see of him by any stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I would be surprised. But so you, so you, so you, even though, I I mean, he, he, he doesn't seem like he's going to be DiMaggio and he doesn't seem to be, his storyline's over with Julia, so I don't really know why we'd see him again. He'll resurface at some point, though. Because endless source of drama. Yeah. I mean, he's just like a very dramatic, he can get drunk again. (laughs) That's true. Um, I am, I am, um, Sorry to see his, his singing go because I really really loved his song in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want? Why don't we just talk about the songs now? Actually, um, here we go. I'm trying to scroll down. All right, so we we all said that we don't like "Brighter Than the Sun" that Karen sings in the recording studio. Yes. <laughs> all right. I mean, I don't think I, I hated it as much as you guys did, but I, I just hate Karen though. <laughs> I hate bad bad pop music, and that's <laughs> just an example of really boring pop music yeah it was very boring and then i hate also when someone does a mediocre song essentially okay but how much can you do with it and then someone's like floored and it's like (gasps) yeah yeah and she's just like i know (laughs) i will definitely say i have like no idea like i can't (laughs) tell you one lyric of that song i like have no idea what it sounds like i just remember her singing in the recording studio (laughs) i have absolutely no memory of that song whatsoever it's completely forgettable (laughs) all right so everything's coming up roses this is the Bernadette Peters song. I mean, it was really good. Um, I think it was kind of weird. I agree. 
in the show. Like, I mean, she, it was a good performance of a song that I had never heard. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel particularly strongly about it. Like, I also don't remember what that sounded like. Yeah. Um, which is probably not the greatest thing to say, but I, I really just have no reaction whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, like, it, it wouldn't, if, I feel like I'd be way, like, I feel like the only reason I'm not that negative about this is because I know people will be mad at me. Like, like it wasn't bad, it wasn't bad by any means, but it wasn't very memorable or astounding to me as I assumed it would be when I heard she was so great and everything. I, I really liked it. Um, I just sort of don't like the fact that she, her character was. Yeah, it was just a weird thing in the episode. Like, it was just like, okay, and now Bernadette Peters is going to sing because yeah. we brought her in. Yeah. I think we could have incorporated her into the story much better, and I blame that on the writers. Yeah. Like like Kirsten Chenoweth and Glee. Yeah, I and actually... sort of like... Mm. But I even liked Kirsten Chenoweth on Glee more because I really loved maybe this time and yeah like, it was great well if they had done it. a whole thing with her singing yeah if that had been the focus of the episode again i think this goes back to their their troubles that they create for themselves by always focusing on every character yeah. every episode she could have just been um like marissa said bernadette peters mm-hmm. yeah like, that would have been, been great she could have been julia's friend or coming to see the or, workshop yeah like oh shit bernadette peters is here at the workshop now guys yeah I mean, but I did. I, I, I. Overall, I liked the idea that Ivy's mother wasn't in, was in Broadway. I, cause oh yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was good for her character. I agree. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then we had the medley of songs. Um. That we've seen before from the other earlier things, and it was just it was. I, I'm amazed at that the by the fact <laughs> that we hear these songs so many times that I'm not annoyed hearing them again. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just fun. Like also Michael's song was so awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's on Lexington fifty second street. It was it's one of my favorites that they've done so far. And this is when I saw um History is Made at Night the first time. Mm-hmm. Um we talked about it last episode yes. and I I was like I liked it the first time, but I really loved it in the workshop yeah. for whatever reason. <clears throat> the way that their voices are together was Teasing. What I didn't like was were they were they flashing Karen's face too often? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, they were. And, and it made me realize even more like Ivy should have this part so much more than Karen. <laughs> and when Karen fell at the end, yeah. <laughs> it was like they're gonna reward her for that, but like Ivy sort of slips and they're like, <laughs> but Karen falls off into a symbol, and it's like, oh, how charming. <laughs> She's from Iowa. <laughs> So, you know how they are there, those simple... They can't even stand up straight. Oh, I really loved Eileen in this episode a lot. Yeah, me too. Like, so much. I wrote, Eileen is a band. <laughs> yeah, no, she had, okay, so she had the whole storyline with getting, like, the guy to come and try to fix the heat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the bar guy's name? Mr. Bar Bartender. Guy. <laughs> okay, because I just wrote Eileen heart 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 bar guy on my <laughs> after Eileen equals a band. <laughs> um, I do want to say on for on Lexington and Fifty Second Street. I just um, it, it is it weird for me to say that it reminded me of Sweeney Todd? Does that make any sense? I guess musically, I don't know. I need to listen to it again. I I I guess I absolutely love that song. I just have to say that. <laughs> okay. So good. Um, and 
yeah, no, Eileen was great, and I feel like we should talk more about um, I, the fact that Karen, I mean, I know we don't, we're not big fans of Karen, so but Karen makes the decision to not go to the like big producer guy in this episode. Yeah, and is that supposed to be her like pursuing what? No, it's supposed to be her loyalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Again, it just seems more like she's trying to get attention. I. I don't know. It, yeah, like, oh, really like, I'm so loyal. I'm not going to this thing that I got offered because I'm a good singer, but I also care about you people. Yeah. No, I know. I agree. It reminded me when last, on last episode when we were talking about the Mary Sue thing and saying yeah. that, like, they're false or that they're too loyal or whatever. Yeah. I totally thought about this. No, 100%. That's exactly what it is. I mean, she's, like, too nice, too loyal, too clumsy. Or, but by clumsy, we mean charming. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It's really just stop beating us up. I want her to have character flaws or to have a moment where she does something <laughs> off and then has to like redeem herself. That's the story I mean, is that, that what they were trying to do in the coup? I think so, sort of. But but it wasn't because she was completely in the dark, so it was more just oh no, I'm, I'm manipulated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want her to <coughs> fuck up and then have to pay for it and then I'll like her. <laughs> She needs to be seeking redemption in order for me. No, she isn't. She could be. <laughs> Sorry. Um, do we have anything more you want to say, or do we want to get into the coup? Um, nope. I have nothing okay. else to say, except that Ivy is greater than, greater than, greater than Karen, all cast. I, I, I like Ivy a lot in these, in these two episodes. It definitely makes me feel bad for her. She gets, like, so much shit dumped on her. <coughs> Yeah. In Clara's notes, she called Bernadette Peters fancy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote, I wrote, um, I don't like that Ivy's mom is fancy. I just, ugh. Okay. <laughs> just... And then, no, that's not. <laughs> All right, so the coup. Um, so from what I, what we talked about before we started podcasting, it sounds like you guys liked it less than I did. What did, what did yeah. you think about it? Um, I mean, you gave the coup the same grade as the workshop, and I thought the workshop was, I think, a good example of what this show can be, and the coup was kind of, like, sort of unnecessarily angsty. <clears throat> and and what, what, what storylines are you talking about specifically? Are you talking about, like, Derek and Tom, or are you talking about... Derek and Tom, um, Michael and Julia, <laughs> I didn't like their interaction, and then, um, I don't know, I just felt like... Karen, 100%, was just eye-rolling in this episode. completely couldn't deal with it. Can I just point out the fact that the music in this episode was not interesting? Yeah, okay. It was not interesting. The one in the workshop was great. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'd heard a lot of it before, yeah. uh, but... but Michael's song was fantastic. There was no fantastic song. Yeah, okay. I, I think the reason I ended up giving this one an A- is because... <laughs> I'm very, I was very much focused on the, the Tom-Derek um, interaction, and I really liked that scene. Um, and that just, and I guess liked where the overall plot was going, and I liked the, uh, Elaine, uh, uh, the Elaine, Eileen, sorry, I keep saying Elaine instead of Eileen, um, the Eileen storyline a lot. Um, so, I mean, oh, I love Eileen yeah. in this episode. She saves this episode, and, um, and Derek and Tom are two of my favorite yeah. characters, so even though I didn't quite understand where this first came mm -hmm. from i liked it 
Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that there are a lot, there are a lot of, I, I agree with you that there are a lot of errors in this episode that, that Karen is just like this, like, sad puppy dog that just gets dragged through things and is like, oh, I screwed up. Uh, and it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's not the greatest thing. Um, and then, um, here's the part that I want to read. There's one thing I, um, about Alice. Alice just goes, so I had this one thing that I said, Alice called Tom a loser. Eileen, it's time to put those shooting skills to good use. <laughs> yeah. Alice just becomes a complete, like, he shouldn't be on the show anymore after that episode. Like, it, it's ridiculous. I don't like him at all. <laughs> like, LOL, I'm working for Eileen now. Sorry, former employer who I never told I was, yeah. like, they just, he completely is dirt. <laughs> Him. Yeah, I hate him too. Oh, also, Eileen's daughter telling him to like go yes. away was awesome. It was yes. fantastic. She like slammed the door in his face. It was yeah. in that moment we were her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. I, I love Eileen's daughter in general. I just love Eileen and her storylines. <laughs> her storylines are the ones I never have problems with, and the fact that she Ellis. refused to take her husband's money. She was just like, "Bitch, no, this is my job, and I don't need anything from mm. you." But I wish she would stop being so awful. And, like, that was the extent of her, like, you know, her feelings toward her divorce. And I, I don't know. I just really felt really great about everything she said to her husband. And do you feel as though her her daughter was right at the end of the episode? Do you feel as though Eileen made a mistake um, with the whole Derek thing? I mean, yes, because that was a horrible song. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I'll never get those three minutes of my life back. But I don't know. It, I don't know how I feel about it. What? I don't know how I feel about it yet. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that that was being the most horrible person ever because it's, um, I don't know. It's it's her job, right? Like this is a profession. This is a workplace, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're all maybe a little bit too friendly to each other for their own yeah. good. And they sort of need to do what's best for the show at a certain point because there's a lot of money at stake and, like, it's not really about feelings Mm -hmm. then. Because exactly what Derek's been saying. Right. Well, I know because Derek is the reasonable (laughs) person, as is Eileen. But they get shamed by the other people who are such Mary Mary, uh, Mary Sue. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it's quite that one-sided, but I... I, I do I mostly agree with Derek, but I still do sort of see Tom's point of view. I mean, I just I wish it wouldn't have been like, oh my gosh, you were keeping this from us. It was like, no, we are showing it to you right yeah. now. Like they didn't go behind their backs so much as they prepared before bringing it up. Yeah, exactly. Which is a professional way to go about something. I mean, you don't just like announce a business plan without having a plan yeah. first. So it was really immature i think of everyone to overreact so much but i also think that the direction that they chose to take it in was a little yeah, weird yeah i agree with you that the, the the main issue here is the plan itself sucks like <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it, i i get the over the, the the core idea of them wanting to make it more like less i don't know what the word i'm looking for less like happy go lucky i guess and more but it wasn't like Michael's. Yeah, that, Michael's theme wasn't Michael. That's not happy yeah. go lucky. Same with uh, no, I don't know what what was the one song let's where be bad. um maybe but, it was let's be bad. The drug are you talking about the drug one? 
Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty dark. Yeah, I, we've seen Marilyn in costume, like, really drugged up. Like, that's, that's not... You don't need Lady Gaga. Yeah, no, I, it totally felt like Lady Gaga. And I was, yeah, I'm not a fan of modernizing her. She's a classic figure, and it seems weird. Um, also, it was just that. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. Embarrassing. Yeah, I was. I was just embarrassed. I was. This is the only time I was embarrassed for sure. <laughs> um. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, Julia and her storyline in this episode. Um. So she sort of says goodbye to Michael, I guess, right? Yeah. So I mean, we're assuming that for at least for next week, Michael probably won't be there, right? Okay. Yeah, that would be sticky. Uh, I thought it was very strange the way they said goodbye to each other with him having his kid, like, five feet away. Well, he's a complete yeah. <laughs> I think he is, um, what's the thing that Dexter is? <laughs> like a sociopath? <laughs> I, think, I think he's a sociopath. <laughs> uh, That's what I say about yeah, Michael. <laughs> he he doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I, I, how do you... I didn't even know how to possibly perceive the whole part where Frank is singing with a hat on while playing rock band. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even know what to, to take away from that. <laughs> you're supposed to think, oh, he's so geeky and cute and, like, oh, how how sweet. Instead of, like, with Michael, you're supposed to think, oh, how sexy. And then you're supposed to think, oh, Julia chose the geeky, sweet guy. <laughs> I mean, because part of me was like, oh my god, this is disgustingly terrible. But at the same time, it was so ridiculous that I sort of enjoyed it in like a mocking it sort of way. So I'm glad it was there. But like, Yeah, no, I think the reason they did it was to sort of make him a, a complete foil for Michael. Mm. Because the thing that Julia is apparently so yeah. helplessly yeah. just worked up about is when Michael sings to yeah. her. Um, which is dumb. But... I mean, her husband sort of is understandable. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I just think that Julia needs to <coughs> like get her shit together and stop being, stop playing such a helpless yeah. role. It's not. She needs to like have some good heart to hearts with Eileen. With Derek. <laughs> um, I have a question in general, either for you guys or for listeners to respond to. Is I'm confused. Aren't workshops supposed to be last way longer than this? I, from whenever I heard people talk about workshops, it was like a multi-year process. <coughs> so I don't really get it. I don't know enough about yeah. it. Uh, I mean, I, maybe the listeners will know more than we do. Um, do we have anything more we want to say about Eileen's daughter or anything? I thought she was a cute character. Yeah. And I liked the way that they used the Mahatma Katie thing because she was just like, she seemed very down to earth. She was the... She was what Karen should mm -hmm. be, which is like, she wasn't Mary Sue. She seemed complex and flawed, but also like in, just good at the core. Yeah. And I really liked her and the way that she had a sense of humor about her. Yeah. yeah. I agree completely. Um, we get more stupid Leo stuff in this episode <coughs> that I don't care about, but at least it seems like it's over. Um, we get a nice scene with Tom and the lawyer that is good. Oh, we didn't. We haven't talked about him and Sam. They've had they had some interaction in the last two episodes. Well, their interaction was mostly Tom realizing that Sam was yeah. Dead. Oh my god, that moment <laughs> made my heart skip a beat. Like loved it when he was just like he's not gay. <laughs> no, like that was I absolutely 
love Tom. And these last two episodes are actually, I think, or at least the workshop really cemented him for me in like the favorite characters category. Yeah. I love the sense of humor he has about his relationship with the lawyer mm-hmm. and, um, you know, him finding out that Sam is gay and everything that he had to say to Derek. Like, I, I really love Tom. Yeah, no, he's he's great. He, I think, yeah, I think, I think Derek and Tom are my two favorites. Uh, I don't like Tom that much. Because you're crazy. You hated Tom at the beginning. Do you remember that? Yeah, I just, do remember <laughs> that. And he's, I don't hate him, but I still just don't really like yeah. him that much. He's, I don't know. Well, I feel like I'd be friends with him in, in real <laughs> life. He doesn't interest me that much on television. Okay. I like Eileen and Derek the most. Um, well, while <laughs> we're on the topic of, of Tom and Derek, let's try to piece together this scene that we have, the explosive <laughs> scene. I don't even... I wish I had gone back and rewatched it. I had a lot of work, so I yeah, didn't rewatch it. But I, it, it, I felt very, like, overwhelmed by that scene. So much was thrown out so quickly that it was like, whoa. Like, I very intense. Um... What did you What did you guys think? Great for both their characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So okay. They used to be friends. Oh yeah, they used to be friends. That was very cool. Okay. So does someone want to ex- just explain what happens in that scene? Like. Um. I watched this a while ago. I can't do it justice. Okay, I'll try, yeah. and you can tell me if if I'm saying anything wrong, or if you have anything else okay. that you remember. Okay. So, Tom. They're both upset with each other. Tom's upset because he felt like. Derek went behind his back and that he always does this type of thing and Derek's upset because they kind of just like said no to his idea without really considering it um so then they they have this big fight about their past and Tom apparently Derek like got some critic guy to say negative things about Tom's writing in a musical they did together when they used to be friends but he praised Derek and then Tom goes off with this whole thing where apparently Derek's dad was gay and he went, he was like going out with that reporter. Yep. That was the thing that just felt like, whoa, wait, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but was, was, I couldn't, I could almost not even tell that that was true. No, that was true. If it were true. I really think that was true. It's just, it's, it's a very interesting <coughs> turn to like portraying Derek is very conflicted and kind of homophobic, but like in a really weird, unconventional yeah. way. Well, I don't. Yeah, Derek is so interesting. Yeah, I think I don't. I also don't think I don't think. Are you saying you felt like it came out of nowhere? Not out of nowhere. I mean, they built it up as much as they could have, and like there was definitely a lot leading to them having a big blow up. But I think the thing with his dad was just like a whole other layer that I was completely not into. Well, I I feel like they did sort of bring up little pieces of of it seeming like he was in his own way homophobic. I mean, they, we, even in the pilot, he says that he hates gay people, and he definitely like hates the fact that Tom has so much emotion and all that stuff. Like, I, I mean, it's it was it was a big bomb to drop, but it didn't seem unnatural for it to happen. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that happens that I'm not remembering? Is that the main crux of it? That's that's the crux. Yeah. The, yeah, the crux seemed to be that Derek <coughs> was just very unfair to Tom and going around slandering him, which seems kind of absurd and is probably Tom projecting yeah. a little bit. But I could also, like, I could see Tom exaggerating there, but not when it came to his dad. Yeah, I, I think I, I, it's also quite possible that maybe Derek was worse when he was younger. 
you know. I, I feel like it's possible that maybe he did slander him, maybe not quite to the degree that they're talking about, but like maybe he was pissed off about the about everything. Maybe he knew about his dad and he was just pissed off at gay people in general at the time. Or I mean, like we've seen this with Derek before, where he doesn't necessarily go around slandering people or even intending to to diminish them, but is just very willing to speak his yeah. mind. It would probably be. Like, if he were in a situation in a bar or at a restaurant or something, would, like, roll his eyes and be like, oh, that Tom is so unprofessional, yeah. you know? Like, I could see him saying bad things about Tom and at large, but I couldn't see him going out purposely to, doing it. To slander yeah. him. Which, um, <clears throat> one of the reasons I like Derek so much, because I think he just... I, I don't know, I sympathize a lot with him in terms of, like, him always having sort of good intentions in a lot of the mean things that he mm -hmm. does. Um, so I don't know. And w going off that, we get a much clearer idea of that he definitely seems to actually care about Ivy in this episode. Yeah. Yes, I <laughs> I loved them. <laughs> and I didn't think I would because I I figured like, oh, it's too, like she's in a really bad relationship. And, and I still sort of maybe mm -hmm. think they should be together, but I really like Derek and I can excuse his behavior now. Yeah, it, not excuse it, like understand. understand it. I mean, it's definitely a lot of the stuff that he does isn't like I'm going to excuse this because he does things that are wrong. Yeah, but I think he knows that they're wrong, or at least doesn't go into them with cruel intentions. Yeah, and I, I definitely like this relationship a lot more knowing that he actually likes her. I just had no idea until this episode. But it definitely makes it more interesting. I don't know if that means that I want it to continue, but it I don't have I won't be like, oh, is it still happening anymore? Yeah. Um and actually something this is a very random sort of a random thing to bring up, but I did sort of notice that because we get another random uh Karen Dev sex scene in this episode. Um and I think it's kind of interesting. They, I feel like they made a very clear choice to make Karen and Dev sex scenes much less explicit than Ivy Derek sex scenes. Yeah, probably. And that's because Karen's all. Yeah, I feel that's really weird. But <laughs> uh, also, Dev is starting to annoy me. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the whole thing <coughs> with like this, like Indian New York Times reporter or what, whoever she is, it's just it seems like unnecessary drama that will probably get really drawn out. Like, oh, you know, you don't like me. You like this other girl. She's pretty. I'm not pretty. <sighs> Shut the hell up, Karen. <laughs> You're Catherine McPhee. Just stop yeah. it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, the thing that worries me is that I feel like it will actually legitimately lead to them breaking up, and it will just be like annoying to watch. Like it's not going to be enjoyable. <laughs> I know. I want Karen to know pain. <laughs> <laughs> I want her to experience pain in her life. I feel like she she needs it. Um, she's working as a waitress with really flexible hours, which <laughs> you know, convenient. It's good for good her. She's, she's somehow, like, she says she doesn't want to depend on her boyfriend, and she appears to reject his help, but at the same time, how well she, could she be supporting herself? Like, she seems very naive, but also very stubborn. Well, maybe stubborn she could have supported her. herself if she took that thing, that thing, instead of staying at the workshop. Yeah. <laughs> um... On the on the point of uh, feeling pain, uh, is do you think I'm completely <laughs> off base at assuming that at some point we'll get an Ivy suicide storyline, or at least attempted uh, suicide, or thinking about suicide? My God, I hope not. I, I feel like it's it's possible. It's possibly coming. 
if she has to go back on friend and zone. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because that stuff is crazy. She's because I feel so bad for her at this point. Like her life. I forgot she was still on prednisone. Oh my god, poor <laughs> Ivy. Because that makes oh, poor Ivy. I love Ivy. Um. All right. Do you? I hope we don't get a Karen suicide story <laughs> because we we'll be able to sympathize. <laughs> Oh All right, do we want to get to the songs now? There's only two, really. That's yeah. A... Well, there's three if you count. Yeah, I don't. I don't count Frank. Also, his name is Frank, which suits him yeah, really well. I'm realizing how much of a Frank he is. All right, so we get Dance to the Music. How do you feel about this? Mm. Meh. Wait, was that the yes. bowling scene? <clears throat> I liked it because I love the chorus. The chorus collectively makes up my favorite character. The chorus, I, I, the, the chorus was the only reason that I don't hate this. I'll say that because I definitely like the chorus, but it felt really weird to me. It, I agree. it doesn't. It kind of broke the rules of the show because mm-hmm. the fantasy. Thing. The, yeah, yeah, the, the fantasy sequence just didn't make any sense. Like, yeah. did they? I have no idea whether they actually sang because like, there could have. It was in Brooklyn. Maybe they did. Like I. Knows. They were cosmic bowling. It was very across the universe. It, it's also just like not a song that like I mean like it's it was fun and I like watching the chorus have fun with Ivy and Cure Ivy up, but it's like that song is like not a song that I want them to do on the show and like. Um and then talk to me. I mean we've already sort of talked about you guys hated it. I thought it was for what it was. I thought it was fine. It's just not. I don't want it to be that. But it wasn't what it. What it was was them trying to think of something better than like all the other songs that we just saw in the workshop, and it was yeah, so no, not... I agree with that. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I mean, it's no worse or better than any other song that's that style. It just is that style and whatever. Like, is it a real song? Like, is that no, a no? Pop it's an original song. song. Oh, okay, it's an original yeah, it song. The, it was they made it. It was supposed to be for the musical. Um. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean the. Thing that I liked about it was the very end when she was like, um, sort of getting claustrophobic, and then she felt like I could see that as something Marilyn. Like, I I didn't like it, but I was like, okay. Um, I hated the song with a passion, mm. though. <laughs> it was okay. But... Uh, see, I feel like it would have been perfectly fine if it wasn't supposed to be for Marilyn. Like, it, it, like. If it was just on its own as its own thing, I'd be like, okay, this is fine. It's nothing great. It's nothing terrible. Like, whatever. I mean, it just really was not particularly good. Like, you could, I could probably make something like that. Fairly, I mean, musically, it, it's really not that interesting at all. And the way that, I mean, just why are you going to do a Broadway show with auto? Yeah. You're not. I mean, it was. It it was completely just not Broadway. And I mean, I could see them wanting to modernize Broadway. Okay, whatever. But the song was horrible. Yeah. Um, and I will, th- I did think it was quite interesting. I've been looking at the list of songs and which songs are actually like available on iTunes. And I do not believe that the song is, which I was very surprised by. <laughs> they do it too. <laughs> oh, yeah, there are actually a lot of, a lot of the big songs aren't on iTunes. I was really like, it's weird. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to talk about. Do you have anything else to bring up? Um, no. Um, so I guess we're writing down. Um, 
So if you want to visit our blog, you can do so at thesmashpodcast.blogspot.com. Um, if you want to email us, as you should, because it would be cool, um, that's thesmashpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that is dwhite685. Um, and so D white, like the color. Um, and then, yeah, so I live tweet the, the episodes and I've been putting, putting up the, the new episodes as soon as they go on the blog on Twitter, letting people know that they're up there and all that sort of stuff. Um, what else is there? iTunes, please review us on iTunes. Please rate us. Um, just, I'm, I was going to get up the newest review that we got just to read it to be nice, but I don't know if I have iTunes up. Boy. Oh, what a coincidence. What? Guess who has it up right Look at now. you. Look at me. Well, you can't because it's a yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm like sick and gross right now, so you Fourth wouldn't want to. Wow. Okay. Wait, which latest review? Um, it's, it's the latest yes. one. <laughs> um, says, "Love the show." Smiley face. Smash <laughs> is the best show out on television. I eat. No, that's the, that's the I, oldest one. Well, well, that's <laughs> from March thirteenth, and there's one from March 9th next. So, uh, why isn't it's it? It's not in order? order. I don't know. Well, that's silly. Okay, the newest one <coughs> is. The one from March 29th from Sarah. Sarah says, I love this show. It's amazing. I would love to be in it. Love, Sarah. I don't know if she means by in it as in we say her. That's why I wanted to read it because I was like, oh, that's what she means. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. Well, you're in this show now. Maybe not Smash. (laughs) Um, And so I guess in general, we're at about 5,000 downloads. So, you know, thank you people for listening and being a part of this. Uh, please email us. Please check out our other podcast, Oral Intensity, a Glee podcast. Um, and then I have one last thing, and I might edit this out, so I'm going to ask you guys whether you think I should actually say this on the podcast. Um, I this is what I, remember how last episode I kept trying to think of what, what I wanted to say at the end of the episode for a really long time, couldn't think of it. Okay, yeah. so I, I an acquaintance of mine is in my <coughs> film class is apparently has a family friend who edits the actual show of Smash. Who's like works on editing for it, and he said something that could be incredibly spoilerish, and I don't know whether I should say it or not. All right, so <laughs> should I edit all that out? Okay. But can you save it so that when we do the podcast for the yes, season finale, I can do that. you can? Okay. All right. So thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you.